finally, we come to the end of Shout Digital Radio today with an interview with Chantel Bowman-Boyles, managing partner of Finn Partners. Chantel, thank you very much for joining us today. If you can just start off really by just telling the listeners uh, a bit about yourself and what you do. Okay, well, thank you for having me. I'm Chantal Bowman-Boyles. I'm the managing partner of Finn Partners in Europe. So I'm currently responsible for a team of about 110 people in four offices across the continent. And really, can you just tell us about how you first got into PR? Because you started your career qualifying as a lawyer. That's right, yeah, I did. Um, So I'm sure, as many people you've had in this room will say the same thing. Um, By accident is the short answer. I was called to the bar in 94, and I didn't manage to get a pupillage, much to my own disappointment. But I was very lucky to uh, get a job with um, an entrepreneur called David Elias, who very kindly took a chance on me. And um, I didn't really know what the job was going to be until I turned up. And on the first day, he'd just hired somebody called Ernest Saunders, who was the ex-chairman of Guinness, um, who'd just got out of Ford Open Prison and needed his reputation rehabilitating. And David, my boss, said, well, you understand the law and you know how to write. So there you go. Sort out Ernest's reputation. And I sort of caught the bug and was hooked. Led me really into the next question. How how did you move into PR? And there's an obvious obvious first um, starter point there, and and using your legal background as well. How did it then um, manifest from from then on? Um, in terms of what the law taught me. Uh, yeah. In terms of how you moved from from the law into f- full PR from there. I think the disciplines of training to be a barrister and being a PR person are actually somewhat similar. I think the um, the training that you do to be a lawyer is all about being able to ingest vast amounts of information and difficult data and then to create a compelling narrative from all of that data and, and information. And that's pretty much what you do in PR, particularly if you're in um, corporate or B2B or technology PR, which is where I've tended to to be throughout the career. And, and from there, really, sort of, what was your, your first big break into PR? Where did you move to after that? I spent a little bit of time in-house at a telecoms company after that first role, working as electronic publishing manager, which I guess now would be digital channel, channels manager, but it shows how old I am. Um, and, but my first real PR job, if you like, was with a funny little company called Weber Group Europe, um, who, again, took a chance on me and... Um, recruited me as an account manager in, I think it was 2000. Um, Weber Group Europe now, of course, is part of Weber Shamwick. And, and so from then on, how, d- how did you then move up through the ranks? To, um, how did you then move towards, um, fin- how did Fin Partners come about? Right. So, um, as I said, I started at Weber as an account manager, and it was very much a technology-focused PR agency at the time. And the reason they took me on was because I'd worked in-house in two tech companies, and they thought that I could give a different perspective having come from the in-house route. And I was hired specifically to work on um, a client called GeoWorks, which was a, a sort of operating system for mobile phones. And I did a pretty good job, I think, on that client. And also I was working on some other cl- big clients like J.D. Edwards. And I got quite promoted quite quickly to account director. And then um, 
after I came back from my second maternity leave, um, I pitched and won the Oracle UK business. And I think that was when I really felt like I can do this. You know, I'm quite good at this job. Um, and I was then promoted again. And then after that, I, um, I was with Weber through the, the time when um, IPG was wondering what to do with Golin Harris. And Golin was the na- was sort of re- was the rebadged Weber Shamwick Consultants, which was the bit of the business that managed the Oracle account, amongst other things. Um, had kind of been a conflict brand up until then. Um, and I stayed at Golin probably for a couple of years and started working on some corporate business, including British Airways, World Cargo, and Stanford University, and a couple of law firms, and got more experience across different sectors. And then I thought, you know what, I really want to experience all of the different parts of the communication spectrum so that, you know, one day when that big job comes knocking on my door, I'll be able to say, you know, I've done internal comms, I've done PR, I've done investor relations, I've done all these other things. So I went to Burson Marsteller um, and I was head of the corporate and technology practice at Burson Marsteller for for a couple of years. Um, And then... uh, Zoe Arden, who I'd worked with at Weber Europe and Golin, called me. She'd gone to BT Retail and said they were looking for somebody to head up change communications at British Telecom. So I joined the group transformation office to lead a huge change programme at BT. Which pretty much brings us to Finn Partners, um, with a short break at at, um, another agency. But essentially somebody that I'd worked with at at Weber Europe... um, knew Alicia Young, who's one of the founding managing partners of Finn Partners, and called me and said that they were looking for someone to start a London office and would I be interested? And I said, of course I'm interested. It's like the best kind of job ever. It's a startup, but I don't have to mortgage my own house. It's fantastic. And uh, luckily for me, I interviewed and they gave me the job. Amazing. Um, full round sort of experience all through, uh, all through the ranks. And... Um, what would you say has been then, looking back, your your best career decision? Joining Finn Partners. Yeah? Without a doubt. Is yeah. that the party line or is that... No, it? that is actually okay. true. This is my dream job. Perfect. I'm, I don't want another job now. That's lovely to I'm hear in, the, in, in this day and age, yeah. Um, 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 looking back on that then, what, what do you think was the best decision other, uh, sort of other than that, that kind of, rather than taking a job, a kind of a, maybe a, a, a client thing or a, a piece of work that you did that you look back on now and you can sort of hang your hat on and you'd advise younger people to say that I did this and this was a great decision and this worked out really well for me? It's not, it's not client-specific as such. I think I'd advise my younger self or younger people to believe you can with the right amount of work and a little bit of luck and the propensity to take a little risk um, end up where you want to be. And I think when I was younger, I probably set too much store by what other people said and didn't believe in what I thought enough. And what I've learned as I've got older is many times when you're thinking something, um, other people in the room might be saying something completely different. It doesn't mean that what you're thinking is wrong and you should always have the courage to say what you're thinking because very often that can be, you know, the spark to start off something new or to change something or to do something differently. Mm-hmm. And um, you sort of touched on there on, on kind of advice you'd give to younger people and potentially even your younger self as well. Um, what do you think makes a good PR? I think the most important thing um, in public relations is the ability to listen. And I think 
um, it's not just listening, it's listening to understand, really hearing what the client or the stakeholder or the media or the channel is saying to you about what they need um, and then being able to, as I said earlier, to sort of pass all of that information, all that data that you hear and turn into something that's... Um, that's easy to understand and, and memorable and, and compelling for other people. In terms of that, what, what what would you say? What does what does PR mean to you if you were to if you were to define it? That's a really interesting question. Um, I think that the definition of public relations is the ability to tell a story about something that people might not know about or that might be very difficult to understand in a way that's simple and memorable and compelling and has the outcome of either changing behaviour or changing the way people think about something. In terms of kind of being a, a boss of a PR agency as well, agencies come in, in, in all shapes and sizes, but, but what would you say from, from sort of looking down, what, what are the challenges um, that, that you face of being a boss of a PR agency, particularly in, particularly in, the, sort of la- in the current climate we, we potentially have had in the last couple of years as well? The biggest challenge of, of managing a PR agency is that you, what you're essentially doing is managing a, an ever larger group um, of highly intelligent, highly creative, highly opinionated people. Trying to keep that group focused and energised and happy is a, is, a, is a daily challenge. And looking back on sort of, you, you touched on it at the start there, um, in terms of your client, clients, what would you say your biggest client win is? My biggest client win was um, Royal Dutch Shell Attraction and Recruitment Programme, which was um, a, a budget of over a million pounds to uh, recruit 6,000 engineers uh, globally in under nine months. And I'm happy to say that we achieved it. Would you say that was then your, your sort of proudest or, or greatest achievement? It's one of the proudest moments of my career, yeah. Um, I don't know, if you're talking about whole life achievements, um, I think, you know, being called to the bar was a huge achievement that I was very proud of. Um, and having my children was also uh, a moment to be, to be very proud. When do you feel then you made it as a, as a PR? You, you, you said at the beginning that you, there was a, a particular moment where you felt that that's when you could, could properly do it. Was, was there been moments throughout your career where you have doubted yourself or, or, or was there ever sort of like a turning point particularly when you just thought, yeah, this is, this is for me? Um, I doubt myself every day. I think uh, people, most people do. Um, and I continue to doubt myself. I think that um, I maybe haven't had that moment yet. I think that you, you always, there's always something to learn and there's always something, something more to do. And um, touching back on, on, on Finn, um, what, what would you say the kind of ethos is of the agency? Is it something you've managed to instill or have you kind of picked things up as, as you've gone along? I think um, it's one of the reasons why I say working at Finn Partners is my dream job because I finally arrived in a place where the ethos, the values, central values of the agency and of the people who founded the agency are completely aligned with my values. And so our most important value is work hard and play nice, which is sounds trite, but um, 
to us, it's important to understand that, you know, business is not a contact sport and that um, collaboration with colleagues and clients and, and media is, is the sort of holy grail of, of what we do. I hope I've influenced it positively, but those values are very much um, decided upon before, before I arrived at, at Finn Partners. Looking back, particularly the, the, uh, this year, as we uh, we we sort of all wind down towards Christmas and uh, and twenty twenty. Looking back on twenty nineteen, what would you have? You got any particular favourite uh, favourite moments of the year? Yeah, we've made um, three acquisitions in Europe this year, um, each of which has added something new and and different to our team and to our ability to offer service to clients. Um, so those are my three. Uh, it's not one standout moment, I'm afraid. It's three three standout Good moments. Um, so February the 1st of this year, we completed the acquisition of Moorgate Communications, which is a specialist financial communications agency run by um, an amazing guy called Robert Kelsey, who's now a colleague of mine, um, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and they brought with them, you know, some fantastic clients like Deutsche Bank and Unicredit and Atixis. And um, then following that, later on in the year, um, 1st of November, I believe we completed, we purchased um, a specialist consumer and retail agency called ZPR, based in Soho, um, run by Zaria Pinchbeck, who is another, you know, amazing entrepreneur who I am already really enjoying working with and, and who I know is going to bring, you know, a whole new point of view to our management team and the way we run our agency and also to the type of work and we do and the skills we can offer clients. And then last but not least, and we just completed uh, an acquisition of a smaller agency in Paris, specialist in healthcare communications, um, run by a woman called Marie-Hélène Coste, who um, has, you know, was previously at Burson, has had a really long, illustrious career in healthcare and who's brought with her, you know, a combination of medical technology and um, medical societies um, as clients. And so we're really looking forward to, to building our healthcare practice in Europe with, with Marie-Hélène's help over the next year. And um, looking ahead then to 2020, what do you, I mean, you can, you can speak about Finn specifically, but also uh, the industry as a whole. Do you, do you kind of see, what do you kind of see as being the trends really? Well, I think, you know, we're all going to have to work out how we deal with Brexit, particularly those of us who've, whose clients are operating in, in more than one European country. So that's obviously the big, the big thing that we'll need to deal with immediately and I've no doubt throughout the rest of the year as well. Um, I think from the Finn Partners perspective, we will be doing more of what people know us for, uh, acquiring other agencies, not just in London, but um, in Europe with the ultimate goal of growing our teams in all countries to be a full, you know, truly a full service integrated communications agency. And sort of in the, in the further scheme then sort of maybe for the next five years, where do you see, where do you see the industry going as a whole? Where, if you can give a bit of insight into where you think possible uh, emerging markets might be or where the sort of trends are going to go? I think Asia is going to be really interesting. I'm sure everybody says that. Um, but I also think, and it's funny, actually, we're having ongoing conversations at the moment 
um, with potential clients about this. I think Africa is going to be incredibly important. Um, the population growth in Africa is set to overtake China. Um, and the fact that many of those countries don't have um, substantial infrastructure and substantial business communities yet means there's a real opportunity for leapfrogging and making the most of new technologies that us in more established markets might find more difficult to adopt. So I'm thinking of things like Internet of Things and artificial intelligence. So in the same way that you saw African countries leapfrogging the telecommunications um, adoption curve, if you like, and going straight to mobile and smartphone, and the same with electronic payments, I think we're going to see that in lots of other areas of sort of daily life. Um, and I think that communicating those things both to people on the ground in Africa and also to potential investors outside of Africa is going to be a hot a hot sort of source of, of leads and new business for communications agencies in general. And the industry as a whole, where do you see the big challenges being then? I think there's still a fight, well not really a fight, I guess a discussion about where PR sits in the marketing mix and who owns what channel and where the sort of lead should come from in uh, communications, whether that's product communications or or corporate communications or whatever. Um, I think we've reached a point of slightly more maturity than we were at maybe 10 years ago, um, when the prevailing view seemed to be that PR was going to become a sort of second-class citizen to integrated marketing. I think the pendulum's swinging back the other way. I think there is um, appetite for fact-based, evidence-based truth-telling that isn't all about sales. We'll see. I think there's going to be some interesting movements um, from the further integration of PR with the rest of the marketing mix. On that topic, with the extension of, of fake news and um, the sort of growth of social media where do you place PR and where, where do you think PR um, have a sort of ethical responsibility in, in, the, in that mix? It's fine, I was thinking about that on the train here <laughs> I think about that on the train here because I think we've got a massive responsibility mm. and I'm not sure that we're living up to that as an industry right yeah. now. I think we could be doing a lot more to hold media and social media. I mean, we're, we're feeding um, these channels a lot of the time and we could be doing a lot more to make sure that both what we're saying, um, how we're influencing and the results that we're getting out of those um, engagements and influential conversations are more focused on controlling and, and, and maybe inhibiting the spread of fake news. Mm. And um, on a pers- personal level, where do you, um, obviously you say, put in your perfect job, um, where do you see yourself kind of in the future then? Is it is it FinComs or you Fin Partners or you, um, what's, where do you see yourself? I don't see myself having another job. Yeah. I see myself staying at Fin Partners. I see Fin Partners growing in Europe and I, um, my ambition for us is, is to be the agency that, that immediately pops into anybody's head when they're, when they're considering moving agency or they think they've got an issue that communications could help to solve. Chantelle, thank you very much for joining us today on Shout Digital. Thank you. That was Chantelle Bowman-Boyles, managing partner at Finn Partners, bringing our programme 3 at 3 to an end.